0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 40 of the Business Handmade Podcast. My name is Kevin. And I'm Kim. And we are getting into the spirit of the holidays.
1: Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm getting into the spirit of Halloween.
0: Yes, the Halloween the Halloween is the holidays. It's the start of the <laughs> holiday season. Is it? Yes, it is. But on
1: November 1st, I want to deck those halls.
0: <laughs> so we have... Two very important uh, and exciting events coming up. One is the last of the Jersey Girl series on November yes. 7th, um, which The craftiest is, of
1: draftiest. Which
0: the, the other two have been going really great, so I'm very excited for the one that's closest Did you see to the, the holidays. the
1: forecast?
0: Yeah, 63 and sunny.
1: That's pretty great. I posted for November, about it. Right? I know. That's exciting.
0: So it'll be an outdoor event just like the last two. Um, usually we're indoors, but because of COVID, we're outside. Um, so crossing our fingers for a nice... Uh, modest what's the word mild mild
1: modest day what are you talking about
0: <laughs> in november um so that'll be really fun
1: and we're gonna bump up the timing by an hour so um yeah so we take advantage of daylight it'll mm-hmm. be daylight savings as well we want everyone to feel toasty and have plenty of light to do their thing
0: exactly um and we expanded the beer garden too which worked wet really well last time
1: yeah um More space, more vendors, more space for people to put their lawn chairs out and listen to the music. Yeah. So that was great.
0: We always get a good response there. So we're happy to be returning one more time.
1: And who knew? Because Jersey Girl is not like in a downtown area. It's in an industrial um, park, I guess. But people know them. They have a name for themselves. Obviously, they brew good beer and people make the trip out. Last time we were there, there was like a a motorcycle run that came Mm -hmm. through. Um, in addition to people that are shopping and we end up getting more people when we're outside absolutely I don't know if it's like people are driving by and they're like what's that I want to go but um, we end up getting more people when we're outside so that's great
0: yeah I was going to ask you how do you feel about the events that we have now in relation to when you were first pitching them like remember when you went to Red Mill for the first time yeah when when I went out to Sigmeister for the first time like now that we've been working for the with these venues for 2 or 3 years like how does how does that make you feel like do you feel like it was scary at first
1: oh it was totally scary at first and um i guess i initially lacked the confidence to go and just be like even though in my head and my heart i knew they could be awesome and it makes sense to you know have Handmade pair with these breweries or, you know, just anything or even like being at Red Mill. I'm a fan of New Jersey. I say it all the (laughs) time. Like I'll never, ever leave New Jersey. And I know that not everyone agrees with me on that. But I just love our state. I love that you can be in a mountain, in a mountain, in the mountains in one minute or at the beach the next. Um, We have really cool history here. Mm-hmm. Um, Even in the town that we live in, there's just really cool history, like dating back to George Washington and, you know, houses that he stayed in or lived in and um, areas where, you know, the, they fought the war and everything. It's just like really, really cool. So... um when we start looking for new venues or when we went out to Red Mill, you know, thinking about the history of New Jersey, thinking of it as the old grist mill when it was in operation. And and I like to look at the signs on the property there and look at um how the architecture of the building has changed over time. And, it's
0: more than just setting up tents in the property. Yeah, it's sorry, really,
1: what was I saying? <laughs> no, but it's really, it's it's making
0: use of the actual space and making it integrate well because we're on site at an old historical it's art and
1: history to yeah me. like it's a museum that so we don't want to what I was saying. we don't want to
0: take away from the museum with our with our market we want to make it like that it always belongs adds to basically. it right
1: and that's that's the thought of anything that we do really is that um we really believe in small business we are a small business i think people who don't necessarily know what we do maybe they think that we are like i don't know a corporation? I don't know. It's just two of us though.
0: When um, we get emails that's like
1: Dear Dear, dear
0: All. It's just <laughs> like it's just it's, it's just, just two us. Of us. It, but people don't know.
1: It cracks us up. No, it really does. Um or you know, when we're working on leases for brick and mortar space, we're not a big box retailer coming in, you know, we're, we're this, like, we're the little guys that are just advocating for other little guys and, and trying to make something really cool. But yes, when we started out, things were really scary and things are still scary because, um, venues change, you know, things change, um, the people running things change and we're constantly working out new partnerships. Like there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that I don't think people realize and they don't have to realize it because that's why we do what we do. So that, the makers themselves don't have to be bothered with that, but having that kind of, I guess, patience with us or like understanding that everything that we're doing is in the best interest of the makers and- And the venues. And the venues, of course, and and the customers. Like, it's a cool experience. That's what we want to experience, and especially now when people are really choosing where they go and being really picky about it because, hello, we're we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. If you're gonna go outside, you wanna make sure that you're being smart about it. So yeah. we have to be smart about it and we have to make it worth your while. So
0: I love what we do because it really is a win for everybody. Yeah. The venues are getting increased foot traffic or increased advertising or they're leasing their space that wouldn't be leased mm-hmm. otherwise. And the makers have a place to sell. They yeah. they get advanced at advertising as well. And then we get advertising and we, you know, are making a little bit of a profit and, and getting our name out there and getting well, experience. Oh, it depends on the event. <laughs> it depends on if, if, if it's Red Mill the first year, then no.
1: If it's Red Mill this year, then no. <laughs> but we And we've also gained
0: a lot of confidence, I think, about going to Westfield now this year and negotiating leases. And there's a huge confidence com- that comes from the experience that we've had. You know, we've done it for the past two years. Do you feel confident, really? Way more than the first year when we were going and saying, hey, we want to temporarily lease your store. We've never done this before. (laughs) Would you sign this paper?
1: We saw you had a spirit Halloween here last month. What do you say? Let's do this. Um,
0: But now it's like we have data, we have information, and we can say, hey, this is what we've done, this is what we've seen, and we'd like to rent your store.
1: But it doesn't necessarily work in our favor, and we're we're still working through the logistics this year. We've been very fortunate that out of the – so this is the fourth year we're renting a store in Westfield. Out of those four years, two of them, we worked with the same landlord who probably looked at me like I was nuts when I first went to him, but took the chance – And then saw it all come to fruition and was, like, totally impressed.
0: There was nothing really to lose. I mean, No,
1: I know. But not everybody sees that, you know, because they're used to a certain premium or they're used to big box retailers coming in and saying, like, yeah, no problem. Tens of thousands of dollars, here you go. I'll give you that in a lease. Because they make a ton of money on their space. And, you know, all the power to you. That's an amazing business to be in, I guess. I don't know. I'm not in it.
0: But then the month after we left, he got a full... Uh, mm-hmm. Time tenant in the space, so it really is a win win yeah and he's awesome he's
1: he's basically our advocate now that anytime we want to go into Westfield, um he can speak to the experience he's had with us twice now, um and the other two times it's been or other one time it was a different landlord, and this time it's looking like it's probably going to be another landlord i don't know, um you know we're still working through the details, and there's of course a chance that it won't happen this year, so um, I'm trying not to go down that route, though. There are a lot to of positive. complexities
0: to, there really are. to what we do, especially when it's a storefront. Yeah. Um, but I remember when you left your first meeting ever with the Red Mill and you called me and how excited you were when you were walking around the property and meeting with people and beautiful. kind of... You it's were beautiful. envisioning what it could be. And now, three years later, we've done a couple of different iterations on mm-hmm. how we can successfully do a market there. And just looking back, it's like, wow, you were really excited and you had that vision. Mm -hmm. And now we've executed it and added on to it and have made really good relationships with the people there.
1: the relationships are awesome. And it's gotten to a point where the director of the museum, who is a phenomenal person himself who just does, I don't even know if he listens to this and I, I don't care. He doesn't need to hear me say this. Um, he's awesome. He's a mayor. He has like 18 different businesses of his own. He's just constantly going, constantly thinking of new ideas and genuinely cares about the museum. Right. Um, and at first, of course, like anyone else, he was apprehensive. Like, who the heck are you? What are you talking about? And now it's like, he's worked with us enough, to know and this is this is common across the board that I I just wanna like high five us sometimes Mm -hmm. because we don't do a lot of things right, but the one thing we do right is make really good business relationships with people and make people feel Well it's an audio podcast so you actually can (laughs) high five me um just if if we do nothing else right we make people feel welcome into our community Mm -hmm. we can talk them up and like hype them up for what they're doing because you're all really incredibly awesome at what you do and we just we can help I don't know, it's like, we're like really good at being the hype people to be like, look at how cool this could be. This could be awesome. And then it is awesome. And then they're like, oh, my God, yes, it is awesome. And then we just keep going through different versions of awesome. It's the and platform,
0: still, the platform yeah. that we've built. It's not about us. It's mm-hmm. about the makers. So we've built this platform and we want people to just come on our shoulders and, and come along for the ride. Yeah. Because be there are a lot of good things that come out of the advertising and the marketing and the actual markets that we do
1: yeah and some of it like it's not even expected like we get new contracts out of it or we just meet really cool awesome people or we watch the following grow exponentially and we didn't know what to expect when we set out doing this um and we still don't know what to expect because I think even though we've been through iterations of things I don't think we're we're still there, I think it's going to keep changing. No, it's going to you know? change
0: until we don't do this anymore, yeah. however many years it is, um, because the landscape of small business and of artists and products is constantly changing as well.
1: Yeah, and so is literally the landscape Like at the museum that mm-hmm. changes. They change where they put certain things and how many of those buildings they restore and develop. And, you know, in five years, what will the grounds look like? What will we be doing differently? Will this be a show that brings in a hundred thousand people? You know, uh, that's another thing too. Like we talk about how, um, you know, we want to make sure that our our artists get seen and people come out and see them and Mm -hmm. we build up our following and we build up the number of people that come and, it does it's growing year over year but it's just a matter of like we've only been doing this for three years so when we look back at three years ago it was 2017 right so yeah yeah. 2017 when we look back three years ago I remember us posting and I was trying to find the post the other day I think we had like 100 followers and we did like a celebratory like yay we have 100 followers and we got to to 1,000 and it was like like, oh yeah this is awesome it's 1,000 followers and now we're like we're almost at 4,000. You know, mm-hmm. I think we grow probably a 1,000-ish, a little more than a 1,000 a year. And I think that's great. I mean, that's not the number of people that are coming to our shows because you can't make people do things on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... And our followers are probably more the artists themselves than the... Than the customers, right? Right. Because the artists are the ones that want to know what shows we're doing. And, and so much of what we do caters to the artist, you know, we, of course, we love the customers. They're the ones that fuel the car, Mm -hmm. I guess, but the drivers are the makers because without them, we don't have the community. We don't have the platform. We don't have a need for any of that stuff.
0: Well, we've been getting way more customers and shoppers liking our page and following us now as we did the first year we did this. Because yeah,
1: people are hearing about us. People and... are
0: hearing about us. We're running way more advertisements now that mm-hmm. we kinda of have a handle on it. Um and... and we also
1: have like prominent uh not marketing people, but I guess like managers of development. Yeah what are those called like property development people that mm-hmm. are reaching out saying oh yeah I know who you are I've been I've been right. following, I've been following you, you or like I you know and that is wild to me to think that people know who we are because to me we're just we're just Kim and Kevin we're just these two suburban parents that you know <laughs> have just worked our butts off and thought this was something cool that we would have appreciated had we kept crafting. And, yeah, I mean, you know? we started
0: our Etsy shop in our basement in our first house. Um, and then as we moved Two houses and, later. and grew, <laughs> we started a new business because we saw a need for it. And we saw some skills that we could stretch. Um, and now here we are. So it really is just something that was crafted out of love. Um, and it still It took is. a lot of different forms because I think we were kind of doing the same thing when we were on Etsy that we are now, it's just channeled a little bit better.
1: Yeah. So that's I don't know. What what were we getting at? Why were you asking me about oh about being um I'm just if I, I felt like nervous or anything. And I still do. I still for sure I'm the worrier. I'm the one that's always I want to make everyone happy all the time and that's just not real.
0: Which is impossible.
1: It is impossible. That's why I lose sleep a lot of the time. It's why I'm the one that's crying when you're like, all right, it's fine. <laughs> It'll it's be, be okay. okay. Um, and for
0: everybody that has something negative to say even if they don't know us um there's 500 people that have something positive to say we had a little you know uh comment thread on facebook where people were saying maybe red mill wasn't worth the money and it was hard seeing comments come in from people that don't really have all the information. Um, So Kim and I are looking at each other like, when do we chime in to let people know? Do we
1: chime in? Do we say anything? Do we let people just...
0: Let them know the real information. Why is the booth price the way it is? Why is the event the way it is? Why is it three days as opposed to one day? Like, why are the tents set up in a certain way? Like, people have their own opinions on how certain things should happen and we've been doing this for long enough and tried certain things that this is what we landed on so just having that opportunity to say hey here's the real information take it with you know with whatever you'd like to take it with um but there are certain people that right. are are pretty Um, they have their blinders on so they think I will only do a show at this price point with this amount of people that come with this type of advertising and that's it and they won't really open their horizons to something different.
1: Right not knowing what's coming with the whole package and and you know and what you're getting with it and And so it's hard to, it's hard when your business is your baby. And this is true of any of us, right? It's hard to take your ego out of it. And I've said this before in a different episode, but it's hard to take your ego out of it. And it's hard to watch as people say, well, you should do this, or you should do it that way, or I don't think it should be this, or that's too much, or this is that. (laughs) And, And to sit there and say, well... I know the reasons why it's that. And your concerns are all valid because I've been there. I've been that person that's been like, I'll only do a show that's this amount of money. I mean, We would only do shows that were like $25 at the local fire station in our town. Or, you know, I think yeah. one time we drove an hour away. One time. But it was still probably under $25 mm-hmm. because it's a gamble, right? Like, And if this is not your full-time gig, or maybe it is, I don't know. Um, that's a lot of money to put out. But for us, we were like... The parents of very young children schlepping to the city didn't have a lot of time, energy, and spare money to just be like, oh yeah, let's go put this out for a show. Well,
0: everybody's in a different boat, so if that's what you want to do, that's completely your choice. But to
1: what you were saying, where there's people that are making assumptions based on what they think Mm -hmm. they know, and my other thought too when I was in the grocery store today was... (laughs) No matter what it is, you always get the people that have a complaint or a negative view that are louder than the people mm-hmm. that are happy, and I think that's what makes like social media so hard, and that makes it so important for us to support other small businesses because it's like the squeaky wheel is yeah. the one that gets the oil. the The people that are so happy. We had a call with someone today. I won't say their name but they were crying because medically they're not allowed to go do red mill even though they were accepted and they were crying to us and i was crying because it's someone that we've built this relationship with that loves us so much and loves that event so much that they were just so disappointed that they couldn't do it and that was like that was just so touching and that's why we do what we do and then i had another person that was messaging us on instagram and sharing in their story about how great Red Mill is and how they are so thrilled to do Winter Village again for the third year. So usually Um,
0: the squeaky wheel is the loudest one, but in our case we have so many cheerleaders that know us and know our product that they're also pretty loud. They're just not in the
1: right place at the right time to see the people that have the concern to then We have to remind ourselves
0: that that there are so many people that are on our side and understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. We're not saying... The booth price is this because we just feel like it. Right. You know, there's a lot of data and a lot of thought that goes behind all of those things. Um, and a lot of people do know that. So even though there are squeaky wheels that maybe they didn't work with us before, or they feel like something's overpriced, or mm-hmm. there's not enough advertisement, or people are not buying, you know, mm-hmm. there are other people that have really successful sales days and don't yes. have a problem with the booth price. So it, it's a real uh, bell curve.
1: It is and it it's just so crazy, you know, it's very true that one person's good day is someone else's bad day and vice versa. Um and you know, someone at one show could sell a hundred dollars worth of stuff and someone could sell five thousand dollars worth of stuff. It just really depends. It depends on what you're making and that's how we can really speak to what sells well at a show because we mm-hmm. know pretty quickly like If you showed up with your product and sold one thing, you're not going to come back. And so these, or maybe you will. I don't know. Maybe you'll try try it again. Maybe it was an off year or maybe you'll tailor your inventory or maybe, I don't know, Um, any number of reasons. But generally, the people that are not selling well or to their standard, Mm -hmm. um, they probably don't come back or they think twice about coming back. And so these shows tend to have a way of like... Weeding out people that wouldn't be a good fit anyway, you know, and they end up building themselves, and that's how all of these shows grow into so, such fantastic shows because the people that do really well and what the crowd wants to see are the people that come back.
0: Well, that's exactly right. The craft shows that have been going on for 20 25 years that process has already happened, so they already know. the 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 crafters and the makers that have done it before and have done well keep going back yeah the ones that have done it and did not do well don't go anymore and now they have that solid group of people People they all do well they all love it and they all feed off of each other you know red mill it's we're only in our third year so we still need time for those people to kind of find their way and figure out if it's for them or if it's not for them so in 10 years it's going to be that close-knit everybody does really well and the shoppers are there to buy exactly yeah, what's there yeah. so
1: and i mean so it's 94 percent sold out for vendor spaces probably or more maybe 96 i think we have we three have... spots left so there's something to be said about that that in a global pandemic when some people have a concern about the booth fee others have already reserved their booth
0: mm-hmm.
1: and are doing it and yeah. even in the middle of a global pandemic it is still Almost completely sold out. We're definitely delayed because I think people were hesitant and not knowing, you know, if it was still going to happen this year.
0: Uh, We were also delayed because we didn't know what we could safely do. What um, we felt comfortable with. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And what we'd be allowed to do. So we waited a little
0: while to figure out that layout and those logistics, but with plenty of time because people are signed up and now we have our sponsorship letters out.
1: Yeah, we do have our sponsorship letters out. So um, that is something that we started doing last year, sending out letters um, to over 500 businesses in Hunterdon and Warren counties, which are the neighboring counties to Clinton.
0: So let's back up a little bit, because the first year that we did Winter Village at the Red Mill, it was only one day. Mm-hmm. Um, the tent a price was exorbitant. And we basically it was the same
1: price though it stayed the same over the three years before. right
0: but we basically paid out of pocket for our, for our <laughs> events
1: well I think so far every year we've paid <laughs> no but then the second year
0: we expanded it to three days so that the tent price would be the same it would just stay spread flat. over yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, three days and then we added the sponsorship um, aspect to it so that people could sponsor you know businesses could could sponsor and some of those things could be paid for but then
1: we got a billboard so still any money that we would have made went into the billboard i mean as we love t- it so much we that did. we don't mind it's fine. not it's making fine. a profit and i mean last year honestly it was scary because you lost your job mm-hmm. and don't remind was... me no but no but like to put things into perspective as a family and yeah. as us being married in a small business you lost your job and we still invested what like five thousand of our own dollars yeah. last year or something to make the event happen and And you, that's how, you know, like, we just, we love it. We care. We're not doing it for the profit. We're doing it because we just love it. Like it brings us joy. And now we're in a position and we're still going to keep doing this. We're still going to keep doing this. And eventually we'll get to a point where we make some money on the show, but we believe in it. We do. We do believe in it. We're just at a point now where we're not losing money. We're not, uh, hopefully we're not losing any money. (laughs) We're just at a point where it's, it's growing and we know that it's it can going support to keep itself growing and yeah, yeah and it can support itself
0: especially with the sponsorship um last year uh holiday inn clinton mm-hmm. sponsored some hotel rooms for us and yeah. our, our staff so that was huge um because it's a 3 day event and we're there you know at the crack of dawn to late at night making sure people are loading in and not out not only
1: that we're there late on thanksgiving yeah. to make sure that the tents are all set up the way they need to Absolutely. be and
0: and yeah. we have staff there running running it as well. So yep. that was huge. Um, we did 500 tote bags, yep. you know, given out to the customers uh, over the three days. Check. So, yeah, that was great because logos go on the front um, and inserts go inside so that people have things <clears throat> to kind of take away with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also did tent uh, sponsorships last year where, you know, the Riverside tent and the Quarry tent were each sponsored by a business. And I think that was- The photo booth
1: was sponsored and what else was sponsored? We had the tents were sponsored, the photo booth was sponsored.
0: I think that's it because the petting zoo was not.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. That was not. And then, you know, the tote bags and the inserts. And so the tote bag, so the way we, and we'll get into more detail too, but the way we break it up is that, you can choose to, you know, either put your logo on the bag or put an insert in the bag. And it's all really affordable. We have, like, very, very low um, price thresholds for that because we want it to be attainable for all businesses. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes up from there. And um, it's just kind of a nice way to get your business out there, especially if you are in the Hunterdon County area. Um, whether people know who you are or not, it's it – you're – a community staple. So it's a matter of just like being part of an event that is now becoming part of that uh, tradition too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love doing sponsorships because it's a way that we can support local businesses and makers that can't be at the event Mm -hmm. um, very easily because we can put your name and your logo on something and we can post about you. um, And it's just a nice, way to involve way more people than we can physically support at the event
1: right right because the grounds while like acres upon acres uh a lot of it is wooded or rocky or you know uh, a quarry so (laughs) so we can't really fit people in in all of the area yeah um so we fit as many as we can and especially with this new layout this year and social distancing and all We've limited this year, so there are definitely people that want to do the show that we are not able to fit, and um, it kind of just gives them another option. Are you going to read off the paper?
0: Well, I'm going to read some of these things, <laughs> because I think the sponsorship is really cool and a good thing to do, especially Wait, over... so I was
1: talking about the letter, though, about when we started sending the letter and how that all came about. Okay. Yeah, so starting last year, we... um. Began sending out this letter, essentially explaining what the event was, explaining the growth over the first year, you know, year over year, and um, just reaching out to the businesses and letting them know that this was something that they could sponsor. So it goes to and over five hundred businesses.
0: Yeah, it's a hundred and county wide. So yeah. m- most of the businesses that are in hundred and county um, get a nice letter in their physical mailbox. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we also reach out to a lot of them via email and and social media as well, just to to make sure they know that this is happening.
1: And then on top of that, the director of the museum writes a letter every year to one of the local papers. Um, this year, both of us have been, both the museum director and Kevin and I were each contacted by media outlets, um, for, feature write-ups so one is in the star ledger and one is in new jersey monthly so that's pretty exciting last year we were um there was a video segment about us on news 12 Mm -hmm. so that was really cool that's our local new jersey um news channel for and that was pretty awesome so yeah when you think back to like what was it like when we first started and wondering if anyone would go or anyone would know who we are and think this is worthwhile to now where we're being featured on the news. Like, that's really cool. You know, that's really exciting. I think that's, it's worth all of the the hustle and all the mm-hmm. work that we do behind the scenes to figure out, like, how do we how do we get the name out there so that it does organically get picked up by news outlets?
0: I think one of the things that works in our favor is that there aren't a lot of fall and holiday events that are scheduled right now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. A lot have been canceled for this year. So we're hearing it from customers and vendors that they're just so excited and happy that they can do something, especially over Thanksgiving weekend because it's Shop Small Saturday, it's Black Friday. Um, if there was nothing going on, it would be a really sad time. So we're happy to at least be doing something um, mm-hmm. and we've done our due diligence to make sure that it goes well and it's safe and you know everybody has a good time. Um, but unfortunately a lot of things aren't happening. So we want to make sure that businesses have their name somewhere involved because Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a great advertising, um, option for them.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. And like Kevin was about to start reading, I guess some of the, the perks of the, sponsorship packages but they start at $30 like it's pretty reasonable you know you can just be a web sponsor or you can give us um one of your inserts whether that's like pens or business cards or something that we can include in the in the tote bags that are being handed out and we're doing that safely of course we're gonna have gloves and masks and everything
0: else what I usually tell people when they reach out to me or if I post on one of the uh vendor groups is that for $60, you can reach potentially 500 engaged shoppers because that gives you 500 inserts into the tote bags given out to 500 people at the event. If they're coming to an event to shop, they're already engaged. If they have it in their hand, whether it's a coupon or a flyer Mm. to your business, they're going to go home or in the moment read it.
1: Right. And then the other shoppers that are there... That didn't get a tote bag. (laughs) I'm going to say, hey, where'd you get that tote bag? No, but that's the best way to put (laughs) your logo (laughs) on something.
0: So something new that we're doing this year is the Beer Garden by Lone Eagle Brewing and the Fire Pits that are going to be on site will both have a sponsorship option. So there'll be a big sign in front of both of those areas um, with your name, your business logo saying this activity basically is sponsored by you. Um, And that'll hit all of the people that are going through the event. Um, It won't be limited to the... 500 that get the tote bag
1: yeah yeah and then people use those tote bags throughout the year as well
0: we've seen that tote bag being used as recently as two weeks ago (laughs) so (laughs) so it is true that these tote bags are reusable and people use them and your business logo will be on them
1: yeah so yeah lots of cool stuff um you know we're always looking into how How do we make, how do we get even more people to know about this? Whether it's like press releases or, um, you know, different ways of advertising and and just looking into that. And I think eventually either we're going to be able to bring the booth price down or things will change or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. Of course, that's always on our mind though. Um, we care so much about the business. We care so much about the makers that make this event possible, that it's always you know something that we're thinking about considering ways we can change things so that it's not taking away from the aesthetic or how the logistics work, mm-hmm. but it's something that maybe is more favorable to a maker's budget.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and this is one of the um, biggest events that we do per year, so we want to make sure that it looks really good and it's cohesive. So that's one of the reasons why we rent our own tents, so they're all um, really high quality and durable. Mm-hmm but they also all match and they all make that aesthetic, you know, pop. If everybody was bringing their own tent, you know, we don't want it to feel like just any event that we do during the year, it's something special on a special yep. weekend. Um so that's something that um we're very uh tuned into um because we want to make sure that people feel special when they're there, both, you know, customers and vendors.
1: Yeah. And we're really excited for it. Um it's going to be over Thanksgiving weekend, November 27th, 28th, 29th. Yep. Um, yeah.
0: From 10 to 5.
1: 10 to 5.
0: Um, And tickets are on sale now. If you go to the uh, Facebook event page, you'll see the Eventbrite link. Yep. Um, and we're urging people to buy early. So you can do the pre-sale for the tickets. You won't have to wait in any sort of line to get in other than just the the ticket line Mm -hmm. um and we can then monitor a lot of the people that come through the event so we want to make sure that um there's no overcrowding that there's movement of folks um and as people leave the event we'll leave we'll let some more people in if they don't have a pre-sale ticket yep so definitely if you're interested in coming as a shopper and checking it out uh go online and buy your tickets and you can also do a discounted family uh, annual pass to the museum as well, which is really cool because then you can go to most of the events and, and go on any day to check out the
1: museum. So it's $40 for a family for the year and you can come back. Um, otherwise it's $10 per person. You know, there's of course the, you know, children discount and, and things like that, um, for, you know, under a certain age and everything. But, um, when you average it out, it it works out obviously to be a better deal to pay the forty dollars for oh, the yeah, family definitely. membership because then you can come back for anything throughout the year. 100%. I think with I think with the exception of like haunted because that's a a special ticketed event just like um winter villages, mm-hmm. but but winter village is included in that
0: is not <laughs> <laughs> well well winter, Villa- you? <laughs> winter villages uh is incorporated with the festival of trees which is the 11th annual mm-hmm. this year um so that's one of the reasons why it's included because festival of trees runs usually three or four weeks um and our event only runs three days so it's kind of along the same lines but this year it'll be really cool because the festival of trees will move outside um and be incorporated into our market so instead of going in through the mill And seeing the Festival of Trees, um, it'll be along the ground. So everybody that's walking around outside will be able to enjoy everything. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I can't
1: wait. Yeah. What else is going
0: on? That's it. And then we'll talk about Westfield as soon as we have more information about that.
1: Fingers crossed everyone. Lots
0: and lots of people are reaching out to us about Westfield. Um, and we absolutely want to have it this year. We're as working long as on
1: it as long as the stars align. The, sa- so the stars pray. align. yeah. Pray it's... or do a good vibes dance or whatever it is that you do that things work out for us. Yeah, a
0: little more difficult this year than in the past couple of years. But we are on it and we're working.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for listening.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And if you have any questions or um, want to hear more about any of the events that we talked about, you can email us at hello. At marketspacevendorevents.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Handmade podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Marketspace Vendor Events, or on our website, marketspacevendorevents.com.